Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Finally, we have come to the last part of this series. Okay, so this is like, uh, you know, the person who asked me, you know, this is last week, last uh, last week and this week they never asked me about it. So like, first you can go as long as you want. Okay, but yeah, I've been praying and like I said, you know, there was a lot of things that uh, God was really emphasizing on, especially to me personally in this whole series, and uh, and I felt it very mandate, you know, that God wanted to speak to us also as a church in regard to you know those things and those principles. Okay, and uh, I'm really praying, okay, right through this whole series. If there's nothing that you've picked out from this series, and if there's absolutely nothing, that's fine with me. That's absolutely fine with me. And you're saying, Pastor, I know that you took like six weeks for this whole series, and now you know today we are on week seven. Yes, we are on week seven. All right, so that's like. Um, um how many months is that it's like almost uh, two months right yeah and uh, you know i'm i'm glad you know because i think most of the ones the seniors are le- you know coming back next week so i don't know if the seniors are there you know before they left and they like you're still here you know i mean you have moved on okay so um, we're we're finishing up you know this week and um, like i said you know if there's anything that i want you to take back from the series this one thing that you would become a people of prayer right that you would just become a people of prayer that's it you know if there's any motive you know in sharing this entire series you know with seven weeks okay today being week seven is that man it would really inspire you all to come into the presence of god to pray and say lord lord we want you to do something in our lives we want you to do something in our town of manipal we want you to do something in our relationships in our exams in our you know careers in every area of our lives we want you to and i'm praying you know that this series would really really inspire you you know as we close today also for the entire series okay so the series name again last week i'm going to remind you all about this it's called ask okay again we started off you know by saying ask is an acronym for ask seek and knock all right that's what we been looking at over these last 6 uh, weeks and today being week 7 and um, you know before we go into today's message uh there's something that i want to you know just quickly pick up from last week okay because this last week i got asked by a couple of people not just one or two but a couple of people you know pastor could you give us you know a few practical pointers on fasting that's what we looked at last week so i want to just do that before we head over into what we need to look at today all right and if you're like and these things you know that i put up here a couple of points a points that you know if if at any point you've never fasted before All right you've you, you've heard of this fasting term and you're like oh man fasting you know sounds too spiritual for me all of those things i'm just saying listen this is for you all right we looked at you know very specifically why fasting is so important all right as much as jesus emphasized on prayer jesus also emphasized on fasting and this is important like i said you know these pointers that i have for you today all right quickly we just go through this a pointer is if you've never fasted before i want you to try this out in this fashion all right so here's number 1 the first thing that before you set out for a fast okay set an objective all right i want you to set an objective meaning what listen why am i fasting all right and i don't want to you know go into the traditional churches and stuff like that i mean they've got a lot of traditional fasting that's going on there but i'm just saying listen if you're ever fasting you've got to determine for yourself why you want to that's important okay and it's important to you know um, ask yourself this questions listen am i fasting you know for this area in my life all right i need to see a breakthrough in my exams i need to see a breakthrough in my relationships with you know the people that's there around me i want to see a breakthrough in my finances i mean whatever it is that area that you're looking for maybe you're praying for the salvation of your friends or your close family you've got to learn to you know say lord the reason i'm setting myself apart in this fast is so that i can see a breakthrough in this specific area so make sure that you know that you have an objective in mind all right also one more thing all right um, some people ask me how long do you know do we go for fast all right biblically there's uh, there's a one day fast there's a three day fast seven days 21 we'll look at the 21 a little bit later today's message okay but 40 days all right our lord jesus christ 
went up till 40 days it's also important as you set an objective to determine how long you're planning to fast if you never fasted before like i said last week start maybe by skipping one meal all right that, that's great all right maybe um you know your uh, breakfast or you know the most important meal which you feel like you know you need you cannot do without try missing that one all right and uh, important thing to remember like i mentioned last week don't miss your time all right i know that some of you are in the hostel and or you woke up late today and you know you didn't get to eat breakfast because the time went off don't go back and say you know what i'll just consider that as a fast now it's important that you determine that listen i'm going to miss this specifically for this reason all right so that's number one set an objective here's number two make physical preparations what do i mean by make physical preparation fasting without praying is what come on i want you to respond is starving that's what it is i mean in plain words i mean you can't just say that oh i missed a meal you know what i'm fasting and the only question i ever ask people you know if they say they're fasting is listen have you prayed and most of the time oh i got too busy today oh, i got this when i'm saying make physical preparations if you have determined that okay i'm going to fast for one day maybe i'm going to fast for three days or maybe it's a seven day fast you got to determine physically that listen the time where i'm skipping these meals where am i going to invest time in prayer so when i'm saying make physical preparations i'm saying it's important to determine the time in these fasting days that you're planning out to pray when are you planning to pray you know right through the whole day so look at your timetable look at you know your daily routine and figure out okay this is the place where i need to fast and i mean i'm fasting on this day i can pray at this time and i can pray at this time you got to be able to determine when you're going to pray all right um second thing when i say physical preparation it also means your body understand one thing when you're going on a food fast you will get tired physically all right and it's important to make sure that you take care of your body you take care of your health okay and um, when you're fasting uh, it's important you know um, this is what something that i do normally before i'm going on a long term fast all right i'm um, you know if i'm going on a 40 day fast all right if you've never tried a 40 you should try it out amazing all right it's 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 just amazing i can't describe in better words than that um 40 days you know what i do normally is just a few days before i start fasting on this long term thing i try to reduce the quantity of intake of food that i do you know so it shouldn't be like i'm fasting i'm start my fast is starting tomorrow and then you just hog you know whatever you want to hog no you've got to bodily prepare yourself before you start into your regular fast start eating light food at least two or three days in advance before the day that you want to start to fast now here's the third point all right ask god for guidance these are all before you go into a fast now what do i mean by ask god for guidance ask the lord lord how do you want me to fast that's important many times we just take it for granted you know what i'm fasting so this meal i'll cut or that i'm saying listen fast the way that god wants you to fast so ask the lord lord how long do you want me to fast in a day so maybe it could be you know you're missing two meals in a day so maybe you're missing breakfast and maybe you're missing lunch so when you're going to break your fast you know by evening that's important to determine maybe it's at 4 in the evening maybe it's at 6 in the evening all right or maybe you want to go in you know for a cold three meal fast that's fine as long as you know what you're doing and make sure that you're care- taking care of your health that's important one of the things that i really want to determine or say you know is this biblical fast if you notice you know you study fasting in the scriptures one of the things that you often find is most of them are on liquid diets and that's something that i've constantly done if i'm going on a food fast i keep myself hydrated right through the whole day make sure you drink lots of water maybe a juice or tea or coffee something that you know keeps your fluids intact that's that's very very important and um sometimes you know you could just miss two meals in a day and you could go back into a night meal that's fine but just determine now another one more practical thing i just want to say is make sure that let's say you have determined by 6 o'clock you're going to break fast but you feel very tired on that particular day and it's just you know getting to you like real physically real badly it's all right even if you break it maybe at 4 or 5 also a little earlier that's fine don't go hard on yourself i know a couple of perfectionists they too hard on themselves relax all right you're not doing this to prove a point you're doing this before 
the heavenly father so he is going to be fine if your body cannot handle you know that kind of stretch um again how many days uh, if you've never fasted before like i said one day three day try a seven day if you can push it to that extent but go slow um there are people who have fasted for 40 days without food and water you see that in the scriptures moses has done that elijah has done it our lord and savior jesus christ has done it but i would only challenge you to go for something like that if you really really feel that god has really called you for it be sensitive but even if you if you've never done it before do not start with that you've got to get your body physically tuned in line with the fast that you want to get into because here's the truth people have died with 40 days of fasting you know without water and without food right through for 40 days it's 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 very very excruciating so be please be careful before you get into something like that point number 4 learn to rest when you fast like i said you can feel physically tired learn to rest if it's too much for you okay be be sensitive to your body if your body cannot handle too many days i remember there has been times when i i said i would do a 21 day fast and i had to cut short you know by 7 to you know 13 days itself why because my body just could not you know handle the stress you know that i was going through with the fast that was there so, the, so i said make sure you consider rest all right as much as possible and another point number 5 consider medications if you are on any medication do consult with a doctor before you get into a fast all right and here's the last one and i was really thinking whether i should put this last point up but i think it's very very important in all through you know your fasting preparation one of the biggest things that you cannot go into a fast with or let me say without is not expecting god to do anything when you're going into a time of fasting and prayer expect great things expect great things i'm telling you listen god i am setting myself apart i'm missing these meals i'm doing all of these things so that i can see you move in my life and i'm telling you listen if you do not go in with expectation you can be utterly disappointed by the time your fasting is over and you can ask the lord lord i even fasted and prayed and yet you didn't answer all right so please do go in with great expectation from god All right so that's just a few pointers to help you out practically and if you still have some more doubts please you know come and talk to me personally about it okay so are we ready for today's message you might be thinking have been we already in today's message all right so we are in week 7 and i've titled today's message as can you go back to the title title today's message as keep praying and don't quit can you turn to the person who's sitting next to you and tell them keep praying and don't quit go ahead tell them that Uh this last week you know I was reading this story about uh, this US uh, college recruiters they call it they also call it scouts uh, these scouts are recruiters are people uh, sports recruiters you know who they go into a college they they look at the teams that are there and they pick out the best players so that they can actually grant them a scholarship and maybe move into a professional level of sports so this college this specific college recruiter was from the American football have you seen American football anyone's played american football you played okay so it's it's pretty rough right i mean it's it's pretty rough okay and and, and this uh college recruiter he was looking for the best player in a specific college so he goes into the college he meets up with the coach and the coach goes and asks him what kind of player are you looking for so the recruiter responds to him by saying um i want a player you know that kind of player that um, keeps getting hit he falls down and then he gets back up i think man i'm getting a lot of response there all right i want you know that kind of player you know he keeps getting hit and he gets back up and then again he gets hit and again he gets back up and again he gets hit and again he gets back up he and the recruiter asked him basically you know that player and the coach said okay okay i get it you want the player that constantly you know keeps getting knocked down but he gets back up anyways and the recruiter looks at him and says no i don't want that player i want the guy who keeps knocking him down constantly okay and uh you know i mean if you got it good i mean if you don't you might hit you by the time you reach back to the hostel laugh once in a while you know the jokes okay yeah fine but i'm just saying you know the reason i share that story is because i don't know if you ever been in life all right when you've been hit down so badly that it was not easy to get back up all right hit down so badly that it was not easy to get 
and you know that the only way things are really going to move forward is if you can really get back up from that hard hit that you got and the 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 the, the thing if you've noticed in life most of the time is life has a way of knocking you down so badly so unexpectedly maybe you were not expecting things to go a certain way but it went in a way that you never expected maybe you know there was there was a massive um, you know breakthrough or uh, or news that you heard you know that you were not expecting to hear and suddenly you know that that one particular event was what changed your life all around and you know life has a way of you know i mean the way the us americans say it is you know they take a terminology from baseball they say you know life has a way of throwing curve balls at you you have no direction you have no idea which direction the ball is going to come and hit you in your life and even though there are difficult situations even though there are difficult circumstances do we really come to a place where we quit i want to start with you know uh, a quotation you know that jesus said and i mean i wouldn't say jesus actually said this because um, luke you know dr luke who was writing you know this particular gospel of luke he makes a statement about what jesus is going to do before jesus is going to actually share a story all right and i want us to look at this luke chapter 18 verse 1 here's what luke starts with jesus told them a story showing that it was necessary for them to pray consistently and never quit all right and the story most of us if you've grown up in church at any point you know the story the story is about the widow who kept knocking at the judge's door the unrighteous judge's door all right and um, i don't want to go into the story today but i want us to look at this okay jesus told them showed them a story showing that it was necessary for them to pray consistently and never quit jesus if there's something that jesus does not i believe that jesus does not want us as his followers to never do is to come to a place where we say i quit and that's why he's saying you know I, I, he he wants them to pray consistently and never quit now you know when i read this the first time i asked myself the question jesus why i mean why why do you want us to pray consistently and never quit i mean i mean what 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 what's the reason for that okay and uh, i don't know i mean i i know i realize that you know many of you all are not here when we were doing in week 2 of the series okay but there was a terminology that we looked at you know in week 2 all right it's it's one of the they call it the attributes of god or you know things like that how many of you remember week 2 we spoke about the sovereignty of god you remember the sovereignty of god okay sovereignty means nothing else don't get scared with the term if you never heard the word before Okay sovereignty nothing mean it means nothing but supreme ruler he is the ruler of the universe all right he he is the ruler of everything that we see under on this earth all right now sovereignty is something but here's another term that i want us to look at and maybe you've heard this and maybe you don't know what it means or maybe you know what it means but you don't entirely really understand the depth or meaning of it okay i don't know if you ever heard the word called omnipotence Have you heard of the omnipotence of God? All right. Pastor, so many hard words this morning. Yes. So many hard words this morning. Okay. Omnipotence of God literally means that God is all powerful. Can I say that again? Omnipotence of God literally means nothing but that God is all powerful. Now, I want to ask this question this morning. How many of us believe that God is all powerful? Amen. Okay, God is all powerful. Now, if God is all powerful, I don't know if you have ever asked this question. If God indeed does have all power in the world then why is the world this way Have you ever asked that question why is why is the world so messed up Why why is you know why are things why why are bad things happening in this world If God is all powerful can he just you know maybe snap a finger the Thanos clip I mean forget sorry I should never have mentioned that word today right Okay I mean that that one you know that one click and you know the whole thing should have just turned around right Okay I know I know come back come back you're still in church don't go, don't go there don't go there just don't go there all right but I'm saying you know I mean I don't know if you ever asked the question god if you're all powerful why can't you turn the situation in just a moment in just an instant I mean I mean you can do anything you want lord and why is it that things are still like this in this world I know I've asked that question you know when things are not great for my life and when things are messed up in my life I know I've asked that question god can't you just change this just like that I mean I wish Now I want you to keep these questions in mind okay as we're going to look at two very specific important points which I believe 
and again this is i believe one of the reasons why god wants us to or jesus you know wants us to pray consistently all right so here's number 1 god has deposited his power in us what do i mean by that now look look at how i framed it okay god has deposited whose power whose power god has deposited this all powerful god the power that god has the omnipotence of god he has taken that power and he has deposited it where now notice i've used the word deposit i know that maybe some of you don't understand the word deposit you might understand the word deposit if you have been to a bank all right um i mean now it's not very popular because economically that's not doing that well okay but i get it okay but i'm just saying deposit is something that he wants to take and he wants to say listen i want this to be and this is what god did god took you know the power that he had and he's saying listen i'm going to deposit this power in the children of men on this earth luke chapter 24 verse 49 jesus speaking here's what he said behold i send the promise of my father upon you but tarry in the city tarry means nothing but wait wait in the city of jerusalem until you're endued with power from on Now this is Jesus speaking to the disciples the resurrection is over the Jesus is you know getting ready to kind of leave and he's telling the disciples listen this guys you're going to do a lot of ministry you're going to do a lot of things God is going to use you tremendously but he, before you get into all of that I want you to wait in the city of Jerusalem All right and um, I don't want to get in detail with this we already covered this you know in our series on the holy spirit so i don't want to get too much into this but he's literally talking about the baptism of the holy spirit acts chapter 1 verse 8 he says this also but you shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you if you have accepted jesus christ church i want you to listen to me if you have accepted jesus christ at some point in your life and if you have experienced the baptism what's called as the baptism of the holy spirit You know what God promises us? The power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit is coming up going to come upon you. Now, I want us to look at, you know, these two scriptures. It says here that you know stay stay there. It says here that wait in Jerusalem till you're endued with power on high and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. God has taken his power get this and deposited us or put inside of the people who believe in him and who are following him you with me now here's I'm, I'm going to show you one more scripture and you might have heard this scripture so many times maybe some of you have this scripture um i don't know it's a wall hanging on your frame or something like that in your homes i don't know if you're into all of that but i'm just saying maybe or maybe if you maybe you've used it as a wallpaper i don't know you know because this verse is really encouraging and really uplifting and things like that so i'm going to put up this verse and i want us to see how many of us remember this ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 paul writing now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think have you heard this ephesians 3:20 amazing verse isn't it and you know why i love this verse so much because <laughs> because of the adjectives you know that they put you know in front of one word okay i mean there was no need to put so many adjectives i mean we get you know what they are trying to communicate right but look at what paul under the inspiration of the holy spirit writing to the church at ephesus is what he's saying listen he is able to do number one exceedingly and you know i'm thinking maybe paul again they say that most of the letters that paul is writing was written in the prison okay so stay with me so paul is writing you know to the church ah the church at ephesus okay listen guys you need to understand all right our god our heavenly father he can do what he can do exceedingly it's not it's not catching the point you know what we'll leave exceedingly there but we'll also put we'll put abundantly guys i want you to understand our god he can do exceedingly and abundantly oh he's still not getting the thing you know what and we got to add one more above all come on church stick with me here all right here's paul he's writing it to the church and he doesn't have to go into so many adjectives there but he's saying listen i want you to understand church i want you to understand people of god listen our god he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all than you can ask or possibly imagine can you imagine the depth of what god was trying to communicate to us as a church 
And can you understand, you know, man, the depth of what God wants us to believe. Listen, guys, you ask me anything. Listen, you come into my presence. You ask me anything. I can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can possibly ask or imagine. You have no idea, do you? And I wonder, you know, how many of us, we come into the presence of God with that kind of expectation. I said earlier, you know, in the, when we are fasting, listen, always come into the presence of God with a sense of expectation. I wonder how many of us really pray that way. And you know what? When I pray, things are going to happen. Amen? Come on, church. Okay, I know we're just a few of us. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I don't know why I'm feeling so pumped up right now. I do that right all the time. Okay? And I'm just saying, listen, man, I'm, when I pray, things are going to happen. That's why I'm praying. I'm not praying because, man, that pastor, you know, that, you know why he's getting so excited about prayer? I mean, prayer is boring. Prayer is not boring. Hello, prayer is a place where we get things done. And he's saying, when you come into his presence, listen, he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can possibly ask. Now, stop right there. How many of you know what the rest of the verse is? Because the verse is not complete. Pastor, you've been preaching with full of excitement and you're saying that's not complete. Yeah, it's not complete. There's a portion of that scripture I deliberately left out. How many of us know? Come on, Bible quiz. I promise you, I'll take you off for lunch today if you can complete this verse for me. I promise you that. It is recorded also. It's, it's ongoing. Anybody? Online crowd, you can't cheat. This is the cheating. I can't believe it. We, we already, we, or imagine, okay, imagine. <laughs> imagine, yeah, I left that imagine part of it, okay? So, can you put the next verse? Here's the completion. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, what does it say? According to the power that works in us. According to the power that works in us. Hey, listen, guys, get this you know this this first part is so amazing it's so man if you get it if you get to have a revelation of what that is it's amazing but you got to understand it's only going to happen according to the power that is working inside of you what do you mean work if you understand that you know god has deposited all of his power inside of you through the holy spirit You've also got to understand that that power has to start working if you want to see God doing exceedingly abundantly above all than you can possibly ask or think or imagine. This is a translation. What does he mean by that? It's a simple question that I want us to ask ourselves. In the situation that maybe I'm praying for, Maybe I want God to move in this area of my life. I mean, you know, I've got exams coming. Or, you know, I want to do great things in life, okay? I want, I want God to really open doors, you know, for my career, for my academics, you know, for everything that I'm doing. Maybe it's my work, my finances, whatever it is. The only question that we need to ask ourselves is, hey, is God's power really being measured out abundantly in this particular area? Man, it says here that, you know, it's according to the power that works inside of me. That means I know that God's deposited his power inside of me. I get that. But is it working? Is it working? You know, I mean, we, me and Noel, we had a conversation. Can I have your phone? This is a great phone. Guys, the only reason you're watching today is because of this. Okay. And then this is, came as a spontaneous conversation. We didn't even plan this conversation in the morning, all right? This is from the year 2017. 17, right? Okay. It still works. All right. The only thing about what Noel told me was about this phone is that the battery doesn't last, you know, especially if you put it on Zoom and things like that. The battery drains out. Now, here's the thing. I would have switched it off, but I can't do that. Here's the thing. Each of us have a phone, right? And I'm sure you know your phone's got a lot of capabilities. A lot of apps, a lot of, you know, stuff that you can do. And, I mean, of course, depending on the money that you spent on it and the, the 
I mean, what, what else is the phone? Yeah, the processor and all of those things. I mean, I'm sure there's so many things that you can do with a phone based on what it can do. But here's a question to ask. Will it work if any of those things work if there's no power in it? But there is power, right? I mean, your phone has got a battery. So obviously there is some power in it, right? So why doesn't it work? What's missing? What's missing? What's the, what's the one thing that you do with your phone every single day? You charge it, right? I mean, when you go out, if you're going out for a trip, what's the first thing that you look for? You look for your phone and your charger. Why? Because, man, I've got all these wonderful apps. I've got all of these things, you know, on my phone. And I spend this money for this phone. But guess what? My phone is absolutely useless if it is not charged completely. And I can use it for a while and then, you know, I can go into, you know, the power saving mode and all. I can go into all of that. But it's not going to fully work if the power is not fully functional in that phone. And the only way the power is going to be functional on that phone is if I charge it. Here's something that I want us to present this morning. Is it possible that all of the power that's been deposited inside of us by God, and the only reason that we are not able to see the power of God being manifested in every one of those situations that we are praying and asking the Lord to move. Is it possible that the reason that power is not manifesting, put it in the mobile technology way, is it because it's not charged? What do I mean by charge? Is it because that man, the only way to charge the power that is there inside of me that God has deposited is only by if I spend time adequately praying about the situation that is there. Can I put it this way? Prayer is something that charges up or lights up the power that is there God has put inside. If there's any reason that we want to pray is because when we pray, we keep taking the power of God that is inside of us and we keep measuring it out, you know, into every situation that we are praying for. It's not that, you know, God has not deposited his power inside of you. He has. If you have accepted or, you know, one, if you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, if you have baptized in the Holy Spirit, can I tell you this? You have the power of God that's deposited inside of you. And you can see impossible things happening in your life. But listen, the question is, have you spent enough time measuring out that power into those places? And how do you measure out the power into those places, into those areas? Is when you come into the presence of God and you pray consistently about it. Prayer is what lights up. Can I put it this way? Okay, it's a statement that I want to make. God's unlimited power. You know how it's limited? It's limited by our prayers. The only way I believe God's unlimited power is going to really measure out into every area of my life is going to be determined by how much time I spend in prayer for those particular situations. So that's point number one, okay? God has deposited his power inside of us. Here's point number two. We must release his power through prayer. All right? I mean, that's pretty obvious, but I want to say that, okay? We must release his power through prayer. Now, I want us to look at, you know, when he's specifically an analogy that Jesus uses, you know, when he's speaking. Uh, you read this in John's Gospel, chapter 7, verse 37 to 38. On the last day of that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow living water. I want us to look at the scripture here. What, what is Jesus saying here? Listen, on that day, and he's crying out, okay, and he's saying, if anybody is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Okay, Jesus is saying, listen, I'm the water. If you want to eat a drink of water, you need to come to me. He's saying that. And then he says, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of where? Out of whose heart? Jesus' heart? Whose heart? Out of the one who's come into the presence of Jesus. He's saying, listen, if you've come into the presence of Jesus, if you come into me, if you're coming to me, if you believe in me, as scripture has said, out of his heart will flow living water. Will flow rivers of living water. And then he says in the next verse, verse 39, but this he spoke concerning whom? Come on church. Who did he speak about? This he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit. The Spirit whom those believing in him would receive. Are you seeing, are you seeing this? 
Are you able to connect the dots? Here's what he's saying, listen. If you believe in me, if you come to me, number one, and if you believe in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow the living waters. And here's what he's saying. He's saying this is an analogy. He's saying like this is, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit here. And what did we see earlier? We saw earlier that the Holy Spirit has deposited his, you know, the power inside of us. God has deposited his power inside of us. What's he saying? Listen, when you come into the presence of Jesus Christ, what's happening? When you're praying, listen, when you're coming into the presence, when you're praying, you know, for a specific situation, maybe it's your family, maybe it's, you know, your studies, maybe it's your career, maybe it's, you know, name that thing. And as you come into the presence of Jesus Christ and say, Lord, Lord, I'm bringing this area of my life into your presence. I'm bringing this relationship into your presence. I'm bringing my studies into your presence. I'm bringing all of these things into your presence. You know what Jesus says will happen? If you pray and if you believe, you know what's going to happen? Out of your heart, rivers of living water is going to flow into that situation. It's going to flow out into that situation. Listen, when you understand that the power of God is deposited inside of you, that's why I said earlier, listen, everything determines how is God going to do great things abundantly, exceedingly, all, you know, that we can possibly ask or imagine. How is that going to happen? If you constantly go into the presence of Jesus Christ with that situation, you know what God is going to do? He's going to make that living water flow out into that situation. And you're going to see the breakthrough that you've never seen. Is it possible? I want you to think with me for a moment. Is it possible that the faucet, you know what's a faucet? A tap, all right? The faucet of God's power in your life and mine is determined by how much we pray. A couple of years ago, you know, uh, me and my wife, before we had our kids, okay, so we're talking like almost 10, 11 years ago. All right, we, we, we took a trip, okay, and that was our honeymoon period. We had a long honeymoon period, okay. When I say long honeymoon period, I've told this story, okay, seven years, no kids. So we, 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 we enjoyed what we could, all right. Now we have to think like 10 times before we plan a trip. Okay. So we, we took a trip to Mysore and uh, we're staying in this hotel, all right. And um, we go into the hotel, we check into the hotel room and uh, I remember... Uh, so she, she, you know, she goes in, she, she does a shower, everything, she comes out. And then I said, okay, now I'm going in for the shower. And every time, you know, we go into a hotel, she would always go in first. She would find out which faucet has the hot water and which faucet has the cold water. So I go into the toilet and I asked her, which one is this? She said, the one on the left is the hot one and the one on the right is the cold one. So I, I left, turned the left one on and I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. It's still cold. So, I, you know, I, are you sure it's the left one? It's not the right. No, no, it's the left. You've got to wait. It'll take some time. Just wait. Okay. I mean, because, you know, I turn it off because, I mean, you don't want to waste water, right? So, let's close the tap on. Off. Is it? Okay, fine. It's left. It's still. And I'm still waiting. And I'm still waiting. And I'm still waiting. And after almost five minutes, and I mean it, you know, five minutes, it finally started trickling into hot water. Here's a question I want to ask. How many of us have switched that faucet off because we think our prayers are not working? And we said that, man, I've prayed about the situation. I've asked the Lord for so many times, you know, about God to do something in this and God to do something in that. But you know what? It's not working, switching it off. And then we walk away disappointed, bitter, you know, feeling angry because God has not answered our prayers. I wonder how many of us have more faith in the hot water faucet than in the faucet of prayer that measures out God's power into our lives. We have to keep we cannot quit. You know, we prayed once, we prayed twice. We cannot keep quit praying just because, you know, we don't see God move in answer to our prayers. I want you to think about Elijah. Do you know how many times Elijah prayed for rain? Bible quiz again. Keep asking too many Bible quiz questions. Do you know how many times Elijah actually prayed for rain in scripture? He says he prayed seven times before he saw, you know, a cloud that was in the, the, the shape of his fist at a distance. You know, the, the story is amazing. I, I don't have time to unpack the whole story, but the story is he's sitting down and praying and he's gone into this baby, you know, crumpled up baby position in the womb, you know, the, how the baby normally is in the womb. He goes into that position and he's praying and he says his, sends his servant to find out, listen, is, it, is the clouds coming? Is it getting dark? 
he sends a servant up and down seven times and you know the servant would come back the first time no no there's nothing he go back and he would continue praying and then after some time he asked him go check now no okay fine i'm going to continue to pray go check now no fine i'm going to continue to pray he prayed seven times for something listen to this that god had promised he would do and on the seventh time the servant came back saying listen i can see a small cloud the shape of my fist is coming you know what elijah did okay let's get up now god's done it amazing story i don't have that scripture up okay but an amazing story elijah spent seven times praying for the rain that god had himself promised he would send into that place you know you remember daniel you know how many days daniel prayed daniel fasted and prayed for 21 days that's why i told you earlier this is the famous 21 day daniel fast okay i want you to read about daniel daniel chapter 10 verse 2 to 3 Daniel is writing this in those days I Daniel was mourning 3 full weeks I ate no pleasant food no meat no wine came into my mouth nor did I anoint myself at all um I think you know he was like just trying to put a spiritual word there I think that means that he didn't take a bath I'm just saying okay 3 weeks I'm sure people around him were also praying but he saying you know he prayed you know he anointed he didn't anoint himself for at all three whole, till all the three whole weeks were fulfilled daniel set himself to god daniel was fasting and praying for 21 days why did daniel pray and fast for 21 days at the end of the three weeks you read further down you see that an angel appeared to him all right and here's what the angel said daniel chapter 10 verse 12 to 13 and the angel said to me do not fear daniel for from the first day which day from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your god your words were heard and i have come because of your words isn't that amazing the angel has come in response to daniel's prayer all right but look at what he says further but the prince of the kingdom of persia who's that satan satan which stood me for how many days i don't want us to miss how many days 21 days 21 days he withstood me and behold michael one of the chief princes came to help me for i had been left alone there with the kings of persia there was a spiritual battle that was happening in the heavenlies when daniel was fasting and praying for 21 days i want you to think about this what if daniel had stopped praying after 20 days What if Daniel had stopped praying after 20 days? I mean man, I've I prayed for 20 days. I've been fasting and praying, not even taking a shower. But you know, I I've, I've been doing all of this and I've not seen an answer from God. So quick, let me just stop. The angel was able to consistently fight with what was happening in that spiritual heavenlies because Daniel kept fasting and praying consistently without stopping. And exactly that same number of days that Daniel fasted and prayed that was the same amount of time that the battle was happening in the heavenlies and when was the answer sent to daniel's prayer which day which day from the from the first day hey god sent an answer on the first day itself but it didn't reach me till 21 days It didn't reach me till 21 days. Listen church, if there's anything that we need to understand is the importance of consistently praying without quitting. We don't pray once, we don't pray twice, we don't pray for you know a few days and say that you know what? God's not answered my prayer, so I think I better stop. It's not working. You know what God is trying to remind ourselves again and again, listen, you've got to consistently praying without quitting. because there is a battle that is happening in the heavenlies and we don't see that we don't understand it but we don't stop praying till we see results in answer to our prayers there is a process of moving the power of god from the heavenlies into the earth there's a process of moving god's power from the heavens to the earth now let me make another statement all right How many of you believe that God has done everything that he needs to do in this world? Can I say that again? If you don't no 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 I think God has still some more work. God for God, I believe he's done every work that he needs to do. What do I mean by that? Jesus died how many times? Are you sure? 
once twice no sure how many times jesus died once and guess what he's not going to die again he's never going to die again it is done once and for for all and that's why jesus on the cross you know when he breathed his last what were the last words it is finished it's finished it's done with you know this sacrifice covers everything that i need to do god in order to reestablish his covenant or reestablish a relationship with the people that was lost in sin he did it once and for all and he finished off it in one sacrifice on the cross of his son jesus christ it's not going to happen again but here's a question what stops people from being saved what stops people from being saved listen god's already done his work god's already done his part what is stopping people from being saved it's their will to decide whether i want to believe and accept that over my life or not isn't that true i mean i want you to think about you know man if you ever made a salvation prayer what was the salvation prayer lord i believe that you died on the cross for me that you were buried and you rose again on the three on the third day that's the gospel but here's a declaration you know roman says listen if you pray with your heart if you if you confess with your tongue and you believe in your heart then you shall be saved you shall be saved but listen that's something that we have to come to terms with and say that lord i accept what you've done in the heavenlies for me i accept you know that the cross you know what jesus died on the cross it was for my sins i accept that and i believe that over my life and what happens we get saved and i wonder you know what if god has already in the spiritual realm finished everything that he wanted to do for us here on this earth but the only thing that's stopping you know from those things to come to pass in my life is my ability to pray into those areas and allow god's power to work in those areas you know uh, paul makes a statement in the book of ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 he says blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ how many spiritual blessings come on church how many spiritual blessings every spiritual blessing not even one god did not hold himself back and he's saying listen i've given them everything that they need every spiritual blessing but where is it where is it church it's in the heavenly places and here's a question that i want us to ask ourselves is it possible Okay, let me ask this question first. Have you experienced all of these blessings that Jesus is talking about here? That God is talking about here? I don't think I have. Why haven't I experienced Paul what you're talking about here? Why? Because man, it's in the heavenlies. God has already blessed us in every spiritual blessing that's possibly there in the heavenly realm. Now listen, I want to see this here on this earth. And how am I going to see here on this earth? It's through my prayers. When I keep praying, I allow, you know, what God is doing in the heavens to come down and manifest here on this earth. Why don't we see things happening in our lives? Because I believe we need to move it from heaven to earth. I want us to look at this last scripture and then we'll close with a story, all right? Revelation chapter 5 verse 8 chapter 5 verse 8 okay here's what he says now when he had taken the scroll the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints i want us to pay attention with this verse okay it says here when he referring to jesus okay he took the scroll 24 elders and four living creatures fell down before the lamb each having a harp and a golden bowl full of incense what does the golden bowl have it has the prayers of the saints which means there are prayers how many of you believe that you're a saint you got to believe it because man god believes that all right and he's saying listen golden bowls are filled with the prayers of the saints so where are prayers collected be with me our prayers are collected in this golden bowl all right now we're going into a few you know into a few chapters ahead okay revelation chapter 8 was 1 to 5 when he opened the seventh seal there was silence in heaven for about half an hour you know that that one verse is one reason why many theologians believe that there won't be any woman in heaven 
you you probably didn't get that i'm not going to explain that and i saw the seven angels who stand before god and to them who were given seven trumpets okay somebody just got it now wow <laughs> okay given seven trumpets and then another angel having a golden censer came and stood at the altar what's this now he was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne and the smoke of the incense with what with the prayers of the saints ascended before god from the angel's hand then the angel took the censer filled it with fire from the altar and threw it through the earth to the earth and there were noises thunderings lightnings and an earthquake can you believe how powerful that scripture is for your prayers you know what he's saying there he's saying listen those the, the, those golden bowls that were filled with prayers that was rising like an incense before god he's appointed an angel you know what's the job of that angel the job of that angel is to take those bowls when watch when they are full when they are full you know with of these prayers that is being coming down from the earth he takes that bowl he mixes it up with the fire that is on the altar of god and he sends it back to the earth and listen how does earth experience it earth experiences it with noises thunderings lightnings and an earthquake i want us to think about the prayers that we make and listen every one of us you know we have bowls of prayer that we have been praying for we've been praying for our family we've been praying for our jobs our exams and here's a question that i want us to think about are our golden bowls full because watch this if it is full you know what the angel in the heavens is going to do he's going to pack it up with the fire of god from the altar he takes it up fresh and he's going to send it back into this can i tell you this church this is the same fire that was came on mount carmel I don't know how many of you remember Mount Carmel. Elijah was there up on top of the mountain and he challenged you know the priest of Baal you know listen man you pray to your gods and you know he put the altar there and he said let let your gods you know bring the fire down. Nothing happened. And then you know when Elijah was getting ready to pray you know what Elijah challenged why don't you put some water in that altar? My god can still bring the fire. Amazing story okay again I don't have time to unpack the story for you. But listen here's what happens. When Elijah prayed the fire of god came down from the heavens it started burning up the altar which was actually immersed in it's the same fire of god you know that's talking about here is the same fire of god that stood between the israelites and the egyptians you know when they were coming out of the egypt and it's the same fire of god that talks about on the day of pentecost when the disciples were gathered in the upper room the fire of god came down and fell upon each of them and they were filled with the holy spirit i want us to think about this church every time you pray don't think that you're mumbling some few words you know into empty air it's not every time you pray and you believe that listen god in the heavens is listening to every prayer that i make you know what's happening those prayers are rising up like an incense into the presence of god and it's filled up in those golden listen listen he's not put in a just a normally normal bowl he's actually contained that in golden bowls you know what your prayers and he's waiting for it to get full and it get to it full and full and when it's full the angel says okay time's up it's full and he packs it up with the power and the fire of god and he sends it back into the earth you will see the effect of your prayers if you do not stop praying and keep praying consistently I want to close you know with the story and you know with this we'll close the series as well all right I want us to look at you know I mean there's this there's this young boy all right the story goes there was a young boy he was living in Congo Africa all right and um the the conditions were really poor and uh, it was a small village that he was in no money nothing there was not even any good hospitals around and this boy when he was growing up he seen a lot of his close family members die close relatives and many of them you know they just they just kept passing away some of those diseases you know he said it was actually curable had there been a hospital or some good facility around you know to take care of these people but good people died because there was no good hospitals around and he came into a place where he was so desperate and he he came into this place where he said listen i'm going to pray and i'm going to ask the lord because i don't know what to do there's no money there's no connections nothing and he came into this into the presence of god as a small boy and he prayed to the lord and said to the lord lord you see the condition of my people lord somehow i don't know how but somehow 
provide conditions that there would be a good hospital to take care of all these ones of us lord if nothing use me i know that i'm nothing i know i'm just a poor ordinary boy in some you know poor village but use me if you can to be able to you know provide something for these people that are there he kept praying that every single day and the boy grew okay he kept growing he kept growing his height was 7 feet 2 inches by the time he was a full grown adult he got a scholarship to go into the us he went to the us and in the college you know one of his coaches asked him hey do you play basketball because you know you're so tall and he said okay fine i'll play basketball and he got into the college team he started playing and eventually over a period of time you know again like i said in the beginning of today's message there was a college recruiter that came in picked him up because he was really good at basketball enrolled him enlisted him in the nba which is a professional basketball division in the us he became one of the most prolific centers in the nba and he was known with anything that he was known he was known as a finger waving menace and he is listed today i think in the nba as in the nba history in fact as one of the league's leading defensive blockers in the game his name is dikembe mutombo dikembe mutombo in fact you know i literally googled you know to figure out his uh, accomplishments okay he played for the professional basketball team in the us he made it to the us olympic team like i said earlier he's second in the nba history for the highest number of blocks he was inducted into the nba hall of fame in 2015 but do you know what his heart was still carrying congo and as a boy you know the prayer that he prayed that man god would you do something for my people something in that place and this man when he you know was on the almost on the verge of retirement because of his accomplishments and because of his accolades you know by god's grace there was so much of money that he took around they say he started off with 15 million dollars and he invested it you know into starting a very huge hospital complex in the heart of his village it became a 12 acre project today it stands at this what they say it stands at around 12 acres all right and they saying like tens and thousands of people have been treated in that hospital ever since he came back to congo he started you know a coffee plantation because he wanted to help out the economic crisis in his country what happened it started with the prayer of one boy when he was young and he saw the plight and it moved him to tears about what was there and he said if there's somebody who can do something about it it's my father god lifted him up and god used him to do something that was amazing which he kept praying for in the heart of his country and church even as we close this series i want us to ask this question Lord what is it that you want me to pray for maybe maybe you know this morning you know maybe maybe there are things that you've stopped praying for because you know you you've somehow you've not seen results you've not seen answers but are we going to stop praying or are we going to continue to pray till our balls of fire get so hot that God is going to send answers to those prayers with the fire of god that comes from his altar like i said i want to close this series by just one thing if the series has inspired you in any way and i'm praying that it would not just inspire you and that you just go out and you forget all about it but i'm praying and i'm hoping that it would inspire you to and believe god for the impossible and believe god the things that doesn't make any sense things that's not logical nothing that you would come into the presence of god say lord i'm not going to stop praying till i see something that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and 
where you're at, our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this, if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.